Hey, so I need to tell you a little story. Okay, I hope it's a food heist because we forgot to have a food heist in our food episode. No, we did the food heist. We did the oh, Chick-fil-A we did. We did. oil. Okay, I forgot. Okay, good. Yeah. I do have a food heist and I also have a story about this voodoo doll over my shoulder. Your voodoo doll that looks like a Tim Burton inspired. Yeah, he's a very cute Tim Burton-y little voodoo yeah. doll. A few weeks ago on Saturday or so, oh no, mm-hmm. it was a Monday morning. I was at home. The depression was pretty bad, and I was just kind of laying there, and then my dogs barked and screamed because that's what they do anytime a delivery guy comes. And I went out, and there was a box with no return name or label on it. I opened it up. There wasn't anything inside, no receipt, no gift receipt, no name of this person sent this to you. It was completely unidentified. And I opened the little thing, and it was voodoo dolls, two voodoo dolls looking like that. They're little incense burners. And I'm like, who on earth sent me voodoo dolls in the mail without identifying themselves? It really kind of creeped me out. So I like boxed them up, put them back you know, in the thing. And I'm like, I don't know what to do about this. Then my mom texted me at night and said, hey, did you get the care package I sent you? You looked sad yesterday, so I sent you some voodoo dolls. <laughs> So I don't know. So what you're saying is it's a whole family thing. Yeah. This. Oh, yeah. 100%. If you wonder why I am the way I am, Mm -hmm. it's my mom. Because I don't know your parents. You've never met them? I might have. You might not have because my mom has MS and has basically been bed bound since I was a kid. She is, however, hilarious. And she has a very dark sense of humor. A couple of weeks ago, my high school best friend's mother passed away Uh and we were at the funeral. So I was texting my parents and, you know, Mm -hmm. I cracked a joke or two about the kind of casket I'll get them for their funeral. And my mom said, you don't need to get us a casket for the funeral. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I said, who do you think is going to die first? Because, you know, I ask creepy questions. And my mom said... We're both going out together, and there won't be anything left to bury. (laughs) So I don't know what she's got planned, but I'm kind of excited to see. If I told this story about when I took Dallin, my middle son, to my grandmother's funeral? Is this the hands? Yeah. Where's the hands? Yep, that he was mad that there weren't hands coming out of the graves. (laughs) He's got a sensibility like unto yours, but he was like... Five. He was so mad. He's ahead of his time. Yeah. So mad that there are no actual zombie hands coming out of graves. Yeah. Well. Do you want a food heist? I was just going to mention, I'm glad that you got a voodoo doll from your (laughs) mom to help you feel better. I brought him down because I ran out of Funko Pops. I'm going to have more next time we record, though, because my son's going to let me use his. Okay. So I have the voodoo doll in my office. I have not yet burned incense in it Mm because I don't know what that's going to do if everyone in the house is going to scream at me. Yeah. But. Yeah, ask Peter before you do that. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. If it bothers Adam, I'm actually okay with that. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't be? That's a good general rule, actually. (laughs) Okay, Okay, so here's the food heist. Remember the horrible security in our previous food heist? Yep. This one, if anything, is worse. Wow. You excited for this? I am. So this happened October 6th is when the article came out. Somebody in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, broke into 
a truck, a shipping truck, in the middle of the night and stole 184 cases of crab legs. 184 cases. 184 cases of crab legs. Frozen or like fresh? I believe they were frozen. Or were they, they crabs and they're just like, we only want the legs, buds. Sorry. This is going to be <laughs> the worst day of your life. Spent three hours cracking them off. No. So it was crab legs mm-hmm. in clusters. Crab okay. leg clusters. Why is that so hard for me to say? Valued at $73,000, stolen at around 1.30 a.m., Police, by the time they arrived on the scene, the vehicles were fleeing, so they just, like, barely made it out. They stole them out of this big container on the back of the truck, which was locked with a metal seal and a padlock. But here's the best part of the whole thing. The driver of the truck was in the cab asleep the entire time. However long it takes to unload 184 cases of crab legs is how long this guy just slept through the whole thing. Maybe in his defense, like if this was a true heist, maybe they drugged him. They could have. Yep. Mm-hmm. My immediate thought was, like last time, maybe he's just an inside man. And he's like, I'm sorry, I slept through the last four hours. Do you suppose they were stealing the crab legs to return them to their rightful owners? This is like Doctors Without Borders. Yep, there's just a couple thousand crabs out there. They're like, they're like help us. Help. Oh, we'll go get your legs back. Someone is doing an underground crab surgery ring. Yep. <laughs> Returning the legs to those poor crabs. <laughs> See, my... but that's awesome because prior to them returning the crab legs, mm-hmm. they have prosthetics. And so it's just a bunch of crabs walking around on little pirate peg legs. Yeah, they got six pegs each. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's That's got to be what it is. I have only had crab once really? in my life was when I was in Korea and a lot of seafood out there and I'd never had crab. I'd had shrimp and prawns and things like that. And I'm like, all right, fine. You know, I've got to try it. And I did not like it at all. Really? Because- Do you know what kind of crab legs? They were whole crabs. Okay. Not just legs. Oh, so the little ones. The little ones. The smaller the crab, the less impressive the flavor is. Were they soft shells? We were eating them with chopsticks. Okay. And grabbing the meat out. Oh, okay. With chopsticks. And all I remember from the experience was number one, I didn't like it. I didn't hate it. Like, crab was not as bad as some of the other seafood. Mm-hmm. But there was one moment where, like, oh, you forgot the brain. And they made me <laughs> reach into the head and pull out a piece of meat and eat it. That sounds awesome. And yeah, sorry, those of you at home. Those of you at home. Are eating right now. And I just described the time that I- No, you just described deliciousness. Was forced to eat a crab brain. But yeah, not my favorite thing. Living in Mexico is where I learned you eat a fish. It's got the head on it. You suck those eyeballs out and you eat them too. And they're great. (laughs) I'm done with this food heist. Let's move on. (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about, are we doing this thing? Yeah, we're doing this awesome. thing. Awesome. Okay, so we want to talk about superhero movies. But. But like hipster superhero movies. Yeah. From way before they were cool. Because I rewatched Superman the movie recently, and it got me thinking about early superheroes. So we found mm-hmm. a website. It was the first Google result that yielded yeah. what I was looking for, which is just a chronological list of all superhero and comic book inspired movies. So we'll put that link in the description. Yeah. It is from... You can follow along. Flightstightsandmovienights.com. Yeah, it looks very Wikipedia, but it mm-hmm. is not. Yep. 
my guess is, having scanned this, the ones that have hyperlinks to it are ones they've reviewed, mm-hmm. and the ones that don't are ones they haven't. Yeah. So this starts in 1937 mm-hmm. with The Shadow Strikes. It does not surprise me in the least that two of the first three on the list are mm-hmm. The Shadow and Dick Tracy. And I don't think they claim this is a comprehensive list. This is just what mm-hmm. we found in easy. Yeah, so so sure. there might be an earlier comic book or superhero type movie, but I am not surprised at all that The Shadow, I haven't seen This Shadow. In fact, the first movie I've seen on here is 1963. Oh, and really? this is 1937. <laughs> but my dad, The Shadow was his thing. He loved the radio dramas. Mm. And he talked about like, that was his character that he loved when he was a kid. So when we eventually get to the Alec Baldwin one, yeah. I will have thoughts on that. I am excited to get to that point because I yeah. want to talk about how old radio shows were suddenly super popular in whatever year that was. Yep. So we at Shadow. There's some really boring titles on here. Yeah. There's one called International Crime. I'm like, I mean, to be fair, that sounds awesome. Does it? But it's just not descriptive. I don't think that sounds awesome. Like International Crime. International like, Crime. I wonder if there's an what, actual superhero in it. Like, are there comic books that aren't international crime? Okay, it's not a good title. It's a good genre. Okay. I'm a big fan of international crime. Fictionally. We have The Shadow, The Missing Lady, which is also like... The Missing Lady. So there's Shadow Returns. There's The Missing Lady. It jumps from 37 pretty much up to 45 very quickly. And we get several Dick Tracys. We get several Shadows. The Missing Lady, another lazy title. Okay, how about Dick Tracy meets Gruesome? Well, I'm sure these are all Dick Tracy comic strip characters, and they're probably all drawn very interestingly. And When I was a kid, I don't know where we had this or mm-hmm. where it is today, but I somehow found a comic collection of old, like, 30s and 40s era Dick Tracy yeah. and just read through them. Just years and years worth of Dick Tracy, and I loved them. They were so cool. But I don't remember anyone named Gruesome. Well, I mean, Emily has an Apple Watch. Dick Tracy. Hey, mm. there we go. Yeah. Okay. All right. And the adventures of Jane. It's got to be like Jane, like Tarzan, Tarzan Jane? Jane, but Tarzan wasn't on there. I'm very surprised that Tarzan hasn't been on here. Yeah. Maybe they don't count Tarzan as a superhero or a comic book. Like Maybe not. from a novel I mean, series. He so. isn't really considered one. Yep. So keep scrolling us. Let's get... Superman the Mole Men, I have okay, heard of. 51, that's, that's the first Superman on here. It's the first Superman I've heard of. And then we get to the Lone Ranger. Yep. And then another Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger. Santo, so, oh, oh, okay. 66. 1962. That's the first one I've seen. There's a Mexican one. So El Santo is like arguably the most famous luchador okay. of all time. And he had a ton of movies made about him. And I'm glad they count him as a superhero because he was literally a masked vigilante. So Santo versus Las Mujeres Vampiro, a.k.a. Samson versus the Vampire. They translated El Santo into Samson for English audiences. That's Apparently. Funny. But you haven't seen it, right? No, I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen any Santo movies, actually. All right. So here's oh, our first movie. Oh. I do have to tell you, in my cyberpunk series, because mm-hmm. it was set in the future, I'm like, yeah. I'm just going to fill Los Angeles with the weirdest names I can. And so, yeah, there's an entire, I think it was a wharf pier area loading dock that was named after El Santo. I was very proud of myself. Anyway. You need to watch some of his movies. I know I do. I also had a university that was named after Kenton Floss, who's like the Mexican Charlie Chaplin. Anyway, 66. 66, first one I've seen. 
is which one? Batman the movie. Batman the movie. For, oh, the 66 one. Yeah. Have, have you seen Batman the movie? The one based on the TV series. Yep. Yes, I Adam have. West. Shark Batman. repellent and all. Yep. Sometimes you can't get rid of a bomb. Yes. <laughs> it is a fantastic movie. It is. I love that. Did you watch the TV show? I've watched a lot of the TV mm -hmm. show. Yeah. It was on after I got home from school, even though I was getting home from school in the late 80s, early 90s at that point. Mm -hmm. And I just, I watched them all because yeah. I got the humor and mm -hmm. it worked for me. But the movie is a great level up on the TV show. There's good episodes of the TV show, but mm -hmm. the movie really just knocks it out of the park. Yeah. I remember watching it when I was pretty young mm -hmm. and sometime around nine. 10, 11 years old, I was talking about how stupid people used to be in the 60s. And my parents are like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, well, Batman. Like, you guys thought that was so cool. And they're like, what? <laughs> you thought we took Batman seriously? And that's when I learned, oh, okay, it was intended to be a joke. I, as a kid, thought that it was like, they thought it was so cool and edgy because that's what Batman was right. in, the 80s, in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. But no, that's when I realized, oh, this was supposed to be funny. But highly recommended. All right, let's see what the next one we've seen is. Let's scroll us. Okay, so, there's, yeah, there's a bunch on here we're just scrolling past because yep. we don't know them. Barbarella, never seen it, but I do know of it. I have, have seen Barbarella. Yeah. It's well, not good. Okay. <laughs> I actually know almost nothing about it just that it's like a famous sci-fi movie it's intended as a parody of modern sexuality and misogyny okay and so they go a little far with it done in the 60s yeah i'm sure that's yeah yeah that, i'm sure that's <laughs> aged real well all right we're hitting the 70s now mr freedom three supermen in the jungle from Italy. Okay, now nice. that's something I want. Three supermen in the jungle. Three supermen in the jungle. <laughs> I'm I, super intrigued. I would love if that was also the plot. Okay. Like nothing Adam, happened. It was just three supermen in the jungle. What is three supermen in the jungle? We have to know. On like, it. I will let you know in a moment. Okay. That's not hyperlinked, so I need yep. to find it. Do you it. want him to spoil it for us, or do we want him to just find a copy and we can watch it? No, I'm not watching it unless... <laughs> like, it's from Italy. What? It, it could be real weird. Italian movies in the 70s could be real good. Yeah. Could be real weird. What if it's like a Sergio Leone spaghetti western <laughs> about actual Superman in a jungle and there's three of him? Are you also the scroller for us, Adam? So no, we have Daniel is the okay, scroller. Okay, Dan. So there's two more Santo movies. Yep. Tales from the Crypt in 72. Ooh, is in that a superhero movie? Comics. Tales from the Crypt was, was the comic. Okay. Do you guys want to hear the entire storyline? Yes. Three superheroes attempt to reclaim the stolen lease of a uranium mine. The end. <laughs> okay, so it's just superheroes. They're translating. Okay. Well, there's two more on here. Three Supermen of the Orient, three Supermen of the West. So Are they the three super the same three Supermen every time? Ah, boy. We're going to have to dig this some This is just an anthology series about particularly yeah. superheroic people. Mhm. Mm three Dev Adam. They don't have the S oh, on their chest, Turkish. so I think it's a very generic superhero. Yeah, it just means superhero to them. Ooh, Santo has a sidekick now. Santo y Blue Demon. Contra Dracula y el Hombre Loco. 
So even the bad guy has a sidekick. (laughs) That's awesome. That's amazing. 74 has Wonder Woman TV. I assume that's like a TV TV movie from the old Uh, Wonder Woman TV show. Yeah, Linda Carter. Yep. Have not seen that. Doc Savage. Haven't seen any Doc Savage. Yeah, we completely skipped over Flesh Gordon. We did skip over Flesh Gordon. on the list. Yeah, not Flash Gordon. We'll get to that. Mm Mm-hmm. Abar, the first black Superman from 77. Okay. That's got to be a black exploitation movie, right? Probably. Yeah. I have to assume. Okay. 78 had a Doctor Strange? Okay. A TV movie? Yeah. We're getting to the second one that I've seen. Okay. So 78 Superman. Mm, yes. Is that Christopher that's, Reeve? That's Christopher Reeve. Okay. Yeah. 78 Superman is Christopher Reeve, which is the one I just watched, right? It's got to be Superman the movie. So that's 78. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, to this day, 40... Five years later, I think still one of the best superhero movies. I watched it again two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah. It has a couple of problems. The main one being the ending. I think the ending is weak. That's the spin around and reverse time, right? Yes. Yeah. And this is just, you know, it's a Brandon thing. Inventing a new power. Like, so if you haven't seen Superman the movie, he is presented with actually a pretty good theme. This mm-hmm. is classic, great Superman theming. And the idea is that his space father has said, you know, don't interfere. Played by Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando's like, don't interfere. Don't change the course of human history. Don't do too much. You'll be a god to them. So prime directive it. A yeah. Bit. And then you have Earth Dad, Pa Kent, who's like, you're here for a reason. You go help people, right? Mm-hmm. Which is part of the reason why I hated Man of Steel, right? Yeah. There's some great things about Man of Steel, but- you know, that's not one of them. That's not one of them. And so Superman is presented with this conundrum. Now, they don't do it enough justice because he shows up as Superman and starts saving people immediately. Mm-hmm. And so the question of do I help them or not is not really explored in depth. Yeah. But the ending is, am I going to stop these nukes? And then he's also presented with the, am I going to stop the nukes? Am I going to save my girlfriend? Right. Mm-hmm. That's the classic superhero dilemma. And he wasn't able to save his father earlier. So you kind of got these themes where it's like, do I interfere? Yes. The interfering is saving the world. Saving my girlfriend is maybe less interfering, mm-hmm. but also I need to go save the world. I'm Superman. And he makes the choice to save the world, but it costs this. Right. Yeah. And then he just immediately invents a new power, flies backwards around the earth, reverses time, mm-hmm. a power that is too powerful for any superhero to really have and be able to use. Yeah. Removes all consequences, but most importantly, it removes the decision from him. So I've got a fix. Okay. I've got a fix. Brain and script notes. Let's hear it. Superman. So you fix both of these things with a couple of scenes. Okay. Early on, when he's deciding if he's going to go save people, you give him a moment where he's like, no, I can't just sit by and let people Mm -hmm. be hurt. And he saves like some construction workers, right? From an accident. Right at the end, they save Lois Lane. There's an earthquake. The same construction the same workers. Construction workers are there, and he's unable to save her because he needs to, you know, go stop the nukes. Mm-hmm. But then the good deed he did earlier, he gets yeah. the best of both worlds without breaking With- his character arc or his mm-hmm. powers. Yeah, and it's That's great. Isn't that a it, like you should two, write for a living? Two little beats in that movie. Yeah, and it's just. Perfect. I mean, the other flaw is a little harder to fix, and I don't know if you need to because it's from the era. It's that the bad guys are not very menacing. No. They're really buffoonish. uh, Gene Hackman and Ned Beatty, both Oscar winners and incredible actors, but they really do play themselves for laughs. 
rather yep. than for Menace. But at the same time, I do got to give Hackman credit. That kind of trolley problem is here. I'm going to do two horrible things at the same time. You can only stop one of them. That's the classic Superman yeah. storyline. A lot of people will say, or they used to say, I think this is mm-hmm. not as popular an opinion anymore, that Superman's not interesting because he can do anything. But a good Superman story is not about can he beat up this bad guy? Because of course he yeah. can. A good Superman story is what choice is he going to have to make when his principles are on the line? Yep. And I think just a little tweak. Mm-hmm. It's still... I enjoyed every moment. This is still like a nine out of 10 movie for me. Yeah. Maybe some of that's nostalgia goggles, but Christopher Reeve's performance he was is so just good. But also Lois Lane, trying to remember Margo her name. Margot Kidder. Was just so good. Yeah. Back when we ran Time mm-hmm. Waster's Guide, yeah. the two guys that we had doing movie reviews for us mm-hmm. hated Margot Kidder. Mm. Hated her in this movie, thought she dragged the entire thing down with this kind of like high strung performance. I think she's great. The movie does not work without her. Yeah. And it presents yet a third really classic and wonderful Superman theme played very well, which is the cynicism of the city versus the optimism of the guy, you know, raised on the farm, Mm -hmm. right? This idea of, you know, they highlight that one, they work with it. And him being sincere about his morals and values, being uplifting to everybody, including some of the villains, is a Mm -hmm. great theme, at least one of the villains, right? So it definitely has like some structural things that I would love to change. I would love for Lex Luthor to be a little more, like you just have to change a few things. He relies too much on the bumbling fool to do things for him. Yeah. Right? It's okay to have the bumbling fool sidekick, but you don't put that person in charge of reprogramming the nuclear weapons so that they like, (laughs) they have a little scene where like he sends the buffoon to go do that and the buffoon messes it up and you're like, what were you thinking? He can't bring you dinner without getting the order wrong. He's going to program the missiles wrong. So, yeah. Yeah. They try to present him as an evil mastermind mm-hmm. who just constantly makes the dumbest possible choice. Yep. But cool. All right. Captain America in 79. Okay. They don't have Buck Rogers linked, but isn't that like the Buck Rogers that everyone's seen? Or am I thinking of something different? I'm thinking that of is, the TV show. Yeah, the TV show is what everybody's saying. Captain America, have you ever seen the Captain America TV show? No, I have not. It's a very special, special movie. Mm. It's not really that noteworthy is the thing. It's not like the Roger Corman Fantastic Four. So <laughs> we'll get to um, that. My new favorite superhero franchise continues with three supermen against the Godfather. Filmed in Italy. Yeah. You know that one's got to be incredible. All right, let's go up to 1980, see what we got. Hey, all Adam, right. see if I can find like a DVD collection of all of the Italian three Superman movies. Someone's got them. I mean, <laughs> here we are, the third one. There's actual oh, Flash yeah. Gordon. Yeah, actual Flash Gordon. What do you think of Flash? Ah, I love that movie. I do too. I love seeing like Brian Blessed in fake wings and hot pants. I love... How the guy's like, I'm going to destroy Earth. And then you see him look at a big keyboard where every key is labeled with some different disaster. And he pushes the one that says hot hail. (laughs) That's like seven jokes layered on top of each other. And it's amazing. It is a really fun movie. It's not as obvious that it is all a joke Mm -hmm. as... As the Batman TV show. And in fact, there's large stretches of it without jokes. And so I haven't read on the 
the making of that. I wonder if they had disagreements in the writer's room <laughs> and among the directors because you get some like scenes where they're trying to be mm-hmm. a serious action movie and a serious drama. And then you get things like that, which are just straight out of the Batman television show playbook. Yeah. So. And so weird. I do genuinely love that movie, though. I like that they went all out with it. Yeah. One thing that we see in a lot of more modern superhero adaptations Mm -hmm. is, okay, we're going to give you superheroes, but we're going to try to make them realistic. We're going to try to make them look plausible. And they did not even attempt that with Flash Gordon. They're just like, we're going to have floating trees just because. Same reason I liked the One Piece adaptation. Oh, well, there they, you go. They didn't say, well, we have to change this for the, <laughs> the have to audience. make this more mainstream. No, yep. you don't. Appeal yep. to your fan base. Donner Cut, uh, Superman 2. Have you seen both cuts of Superman 2? I have seen both cuts, but yeah. I don't remember the differences between them. Yeah, Donner Cut is less camp. Just okay. A little more self-serious. That's because that's what 2 yeah. needs. Yeah. And that explains why I was sitting here thinking to myself, I remember both liking and not liking Superman 2. That's why. Superman 2 still has some things like ripping the seal off the chest and throwing him. Mm-hmm. But the story here, I happen to be kind of a fan <laughs> of how this all played out. Okay. So Donner tried to film them back to back, one and two, which is why you may not remember, one starts with the banishment of Zod and the Superman 2 villains, the woman of which I've been on TV with. Ooh. (laughs) Yes. Really? Yes. Trying to remember her name. Ursa? Ursa sounds right. The Superman 2 villain. She was at a local convention, sci-fi convention, and Fox News brought us in with the 501st (laughs) and put me on morning TV (laughs) with the Superman 2 villain and the Stormtroopers. And I'm like, "I, I guess this is what I deserve. That's awesome. She was charming and delightful. Oh, I bet. Yeah. She was like, yeah, I did a few movies. It's not really my thing, but you know, I find it fun that people want to meet me. So I go to these conventions now and then. She had like a normal life with a normal job and things like that and is okay. retired now. And yeah. So. You think that's on her resume? Superman like 2 When she villain? applies for a new job at like another accounting yeah. firm or whatever. <laughs> Superman 2 villain. So accounting anyway. firm 1, accounting firm 2, Superman 2. Accounting firm three. Tried to film them both back to back. Found out that he got about half of Superman 2 filmed or chunks of it mm-hmm. before he realized, I just need to finish Superman 1. Finish Superman 1, comes out, goes back to 2, creative differences with the rights holders and the producers. He gets fired. Someone else gets brought in. And in the same thing that happened with Tim Burton, they're like, camp it up. Superheroes have to be campy. Make it funnier. And mm-hmm. so filmed a whole bunch of new pickups and things like that, rearranged some of the scenes and made it campier and tried to release this amalgam of two different directors' uh-huh. stories. And Superman 2, it's the what could have been because Superman 1 is legitimately great. Superman 2 has legitimately great parts. I mean, mm-hmm. Superman having to decide between his powers and, you know, Lois Lois and a, a real life is like the quintessential superhero story to do right after origin story and it works real well here same as it works Mm. in spider-man 2 but it's a muddled mess yeah so but it's what got us superman 3 and 4 which neither (laughs) one of them work and it's that same thing that happened with batman superman 3 Mm -hmm. scared me to death richard Pryor, or is it the two supermans is that no it was the scene where the ai 
captures one of the scientists and turns her into a cyborg. Got it. I had nightmares about that for months. Three is the two Supermans, right? Where he ejects himself and they fight. Uh, That's not four, is it? I thought that was four, but I might. Maybe it is. Maybe it's four. All right. Okay. So what do we got? Oh, Condor Man. Condor Man. Oh, man. Heavy metal. We're going to need we're going to need multiple episodes to get through all this. What's your (laughs) Condor Man hot take? I have actually never seen Condor Man. Someone just gasped. (laughs) Stunned silence. (laughs) I have never seen Condor Man. Wow. But I have seen Operation Condor, and I used to get them confused all the time. Jackie Chan? I think even on this show, I've gotten them confused. One is Jackie Chan, and one is The Phantom of the Opera. Okay. Because it's starring the actor. Oh, is it? As Condor Man does, yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Condor Man's like... It's totally your type of movie. I know. It's really I, actually kind that's of boring. What I hear, I've um, just never seen it. I don't know why. Real weird and real dumb, but in a <laughs> really heartfelt way. It's, I'm trying to extrapolate what you're saying about Dan right there. It's Yo Yo Girl Cop esque. <laughs> well, then I need to see it. But maybe not on that level. We got to remember greatness. it came out in 81. I yeah. was four years old. Mm-hmm. And then my parents never showed it to me, so I've never seen it. Heavy Metal, then. What's your opinion on Heavy Metal? I've never seen that one either. I just recognize the name of it oh. because I see it on, like, Amazon Prime all the time. Heavy Metal played, like, nonstop on cable when I was younger. Like, I've seen we it, like, never had cable. 50 times because of that. I've never seen an unedited version because of that, but I have seen <laughs> the other one. There are some really great sequences in Heavy Metal and others that I just don't get. Mm. But for those listening, the World War II fighter pilot sequence in heavy metal is just burned into my brain, and it's real creepy. Cool. So, anyway, okay. all right. I've seen way more of these than you. I didn't you expect have. that. So we skipped down to 83. There's Superman yep. 3. Superman 3. So I would have been 6, maybe 7 when I saw mm-hmm. it, which is just at the right age to be absolutely terrified of something, right? Yeah. You show yep. a 4-year-old a horror movie, and they're just going to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Because the fear triggers aren't necessarily in place yet. All right. We're going to finish through 84, I think. And then we're going to... We're going to have to do another episode. We're going to have to do another episode Yeah, because 84 is Buckaroo Banzai, which again, I have not seen. I actually haven't either. What? Yeah. We... uh, Half our audience just stopped listening to the show. Yeah, I know. Like, that's, that's the thing. But I have seen Supergirl and The Toxic Avenger. I loved Supergirl. It is a terrible movie, mm-hmm. and I loved every second. Why do you love it? It's kind of vague in my memory. First of all, I was apparently old enough to think the girl was hot. Okay. Even though this is still, again, I was like eight years old. Also, Susan Sarandon is the, is it, Su- no, or yeah. Faye Dunaway. Yeah. It's one of the two. Mm-hmm. Look up who it is for us, Adam. It, it's, but- is it Faye Dunaway? Faye Dunaway is like one of my favorite actresses of mm-hmm. all time. I love everything she's in. And watching whoever that was just chew the scenery to bits as evil wizard Lex Luthor yeah. gender swapped was absolutely wonderful. I she, she was that. like a witch trying to get immortality or something like yeah. that, right? Because whatever thing it was that gave Supergirl her powers would give her eternal life and eternal beauty. And I so re- she was trying to get it. It was a very like misogynist movie yeah i vaguely remember being like "Ooh, superhero supergirl fighting villains and then i feel like it was like college dorms and like yeah they really kind of infantilized supergirl yeah and gave the villain this really kind of shallow secret plan 
but I still enjoyed it quite a bit. Wonder if it's good enough for bad movie night. If I wonder if it's bad enough, but if good it's enough. Bad and good enough at the same time. Yeah, I, I might have to go on our list. Toxic Avenger. We'll stop there. Yeah, What's your... I still haven't seen Toxic Avenger oh, okay. or Sheena, Queen of the Jungle. I have seen Toxic Avenger. Yeah. Oh. USA Up All Night would play that. <laughs> and I tended to be up late. And so it's like, oh, Toxic Avenger. Okay. I, I am not like fond of Toxic Avenger, the whole trauma thing. Like that's not really a Brandon thing. Mm-hmm. The intentional gross out, the intentional whatever. Yeah. Just... You know, I watched it because everyone was talking about, but this would have been the 90s by the time I was watching it. So it was 10 years later. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to see Toxic Avenger and see what everyone's talking about. Not really my thing, but, you know, Troma did eventually give us Guardians of the Galaxy, essentially. It's where James Gunn cut mm-hmm. his teeth on early Troma exploitation yeah. slash films. And so I don't know if you call Troma exploitation, but whatever, whatever no, they are, the, the, the serious B movie gross out sorts yeah. of stuff. So there we go. Grindhouse ish sort of things but yeah. anyway that's where we're gonna end and we we got through we got through 50 years almost yep because what we're gonna do is we're gonna end at the marvel movies mm-hmm. so we might have another two episodes of this <laughs> many apologies to those who are bored by it but i'm really interested <laughs> in some of the things coming up because we'll just give you a preview howard the duck is on its way here <laughs> And have you seen Howard the Duck? I have seen Howard the Duck. Ah, great. You grown. I've never been the same since. All right. <laughs> so next time on Intentionally Blank, Howard the Duck. Howard that, Ben. <laughs>